Well, hello everyone and welcome to the very first installment of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements. Yeah, one of the things we talk about at the School of Podcasting is your first podcast typically stinks. Yeah. School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements is pushing episode 50. I feel old. <laughs> we're 100. SOP 150. SOP episode number 200. SOP 300. Today on episode number 350. And I welcome you to episode number 400. Today on episode number 450 of the I mean 500 episodes. Today on episode number 550. Today is my 600th episode. Today on episode number 650. With more than a decade of experience and millions of downloads, this Hall of Fame podcaster is a featured speaker, author, and mentor to thousands. Now, he wants to work with you. He's your podcast consultant, Dave Jackson. Oh, cool. I love that guy. Episode 700, and I'm just getting warmed up. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since, well, as you heard, 2005. Thank you so much for sticking around for 700 episodes. If you haven't figured it out or if you're new to the show, uh, I don't normally take a minute and 24 seconds to get to the content, but it's 700 episodes and not everybody gets here. And I'm excited, but can I also like peel back the curtain for a second? I don't know why, but I'm having a moment. Like as I listen back to that, and I remember being I just been bankrupt. I just got divorced. I was living in my brother's basement. And I look back where I am now and I'm like, wow. Life is so much better than it was in 2005. And so with that, uh, I want to say thank you for listening to the show as much as I hope I've helped you. uh, Please let me know that when you allow me to help you, that puts a lot of gas in my tank. And I'm going to do something today because it is a 100th episode. Number one, people always say, will you please play your guitar? And so, yes, I will play my guitar today. And uh, I'm going to do something I've never done right after this. Hey, if you're shopping for a podcaster this Christmas, I've got the perfect stocking stuffer. I'm talking about the Scarlet series from Focusrite. It's now in its third generation. It's the world's best-selling USB interface with over 3 million units sold worldwide. And you can choose from six different interfaces from just a single input, four, eight, whatever it needs. They got you covered. And it's superior sound quality, makes you sound the best. So if you're worried about sounding unprofessional, this is it. It works with any recording software you're already using, works with any type of XLR microphone. And they have this software. I just got done playing with it. If you're using the 4i4 or higher, it's this thing called Loopback. And you might hear people talk about mix minuses and things like this. If you really want to get into routing where the sound goes, this loop software, loopback software is really pretty cool. I know I recommend the 2i2 to a lot of people. If you have, if it's you and a co-host, you simply plug the microphone in, 
Turn up the volume knob until it turns green. Tell Audacity or whatever you're using to listen to the Scarlet, and you're done. Plus, they have a new unique air feature, which I talked about last week. It adds just a little bit of more brightness. So if you have kind of a, a bassy voice and you just want a little more clarity in your S's and T's, turn on the air button and you are good to go. For more information, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 700. I'll have links to where you can go out and it will help you choose which is the best unit for you. Thank you, Scarlett, so much for being a sponsor of the School of Podcasting. I always like to break formats on these landmark episodes, and I've never done one of these. And now it's time for the ultimate podcast lightning round. What is the best microphone for under $100? I would say the Samson Q2U because it works both as a USB microphone and an XLR, unless you're doing a lot of traveling, in which case I would recommend the Audio-Technica ATR2100 because it has a lifetime warranty. Which is the best media host? I would say Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month. Are you saying that because you work there? No, I've been saying that since 2005. How many episodes should I launch with? You only need one. Anything above one? is gravy and is entirely up to you. How do you record a phone call? Get a Skype out number and use Skype, or if you've got the budget, a Rodecaster Pro makes it super easy, but I generally avoid the phone lines at all costs. Why do you say avoid phone lines? Because there's no way to stop them from sounding like the phone and people will do an interview in their car or on the subway. What if they're not on the phone? What's the best way to record a Skype call? Free MP3 Skype recorder on the PC and call recorder on the Mac. However, if you're doing interviews over the internet, not the phone, I would recommend Squadcast for the best absolute quality. I'm doing a solo show. How do you get comfortable talking to yourself? The same way you get comfortable doing anything. Practice, practice, practice. Do many episodes, as many as you need, until you feel comfortable behind the mic. Then press record. Can you make money with a podcast? Yes. How do you do that? By delivering value over a consistent period of time. Then, using the relationship you have with your audience, you can sell your stuff, sell other people's stuff. You can have live events, sponsors, donations, crowdfunding, and in some cases, free stuff. I'm getting X amount of downloads for my podcast. Is that good? As always, in podcasting, it depends. 300 downloads for the Pygmy Pony podcast would be phenomenal. 300 downloads for a general weight loss show when everyone is fat would be mm, maybe not so good. The worst thing you can do is compare yourself to others. How do I reach out to be on other shows as a guest? Listen to their show and send a personalized message proving you listen to their show and then explain how you're going to bring value to their audience in a way that proves you understand who their audience is. What's one of the top podcast mistakes? Not getting feedback from someone who you feel is your target audience before promoting your show. Why are you promoting a show when you don't know if it's good or not? What is the best use of a Zoom H1 portable recorder? When you're recording directly into your computer, it's always always nice to have a backup and that's a great use for the zoom h1 what is the best use then of a zoom h4 h5 or h6 these are all almost the same it's like part mixer part recorder the h4 is 199 the h5 is 259 the h6 is 329 
with each one getting better in recording. If you've got the budget, get the H6. If you want to do portable recording or if you want to record someplace without a computer, the H6 is a great option. When would you recommend a Rodecaster Pro? When budget is not a concern or if you're doing interviews and not super technical, especially if you're taking phone calls or if you're involved with live streaming. What is the best affordable audio editing software for a podcast? If we're talking affordability, it's hard to beat free and the best free program is Audacity. What software do you use? I use Hindenburg. I love it. It's super easy. I love the interface and it makes me sound great. I'm using it right now. Do you use any plugins? I use the Waves Shep's Omni Channel. It's a noise gate, it's a compressor, it's got a great EQ, and it's less than $30. Should I use Facebook ads to promote my show? Only if you have a budget and are positive your content is connecting with your audience. Otherwise, you're spending money to let the world know your show needs work. Also, boosting a post, from what I understand, is an absolute complete waste of money. What do you think about Anchor? Oh, there you have it. It's the Daily Double. You have to be very careful when using Anchor. But in general, if you don't mind giving up access to your stats in Podcast Connect, because if you're not careful and you let them submit your show, you lose access to that, as well as you give up access to your stats in Stitcher. And if you're happy with very basic numbers that aren't IAB compliant, if you're happy with a company that hasn't made any profit, if you're happy with a company changing the format of your file, If you're happy with a company that stops you from receiving email, or if you're happy with a company that is not always forthcoming with information like, hey, if you let us submit your show to Apple, we will actually control your show and podcast connect. By all means, then use Anchor, have fun and create your podcast. Do I need to edit my podcast? Unless you're perfect. Yes. When I hear the phrase, oh, I just want to keep it real, I kind of think you're just keeping it real lazy. What are your thoughts on transcriptions? I kind of feel they're the poor man's or lazy man's show notes. They can be handy when you edit if you're trying to find a certain topic or to make your show notes and pull those bullet points out, but just publishing straight transcriptions, most of the free services or inexpensive ones are somewhere between 70 and 80% uh, correct, which means 20% are typos and make you look stupid. I'm getting a little crispy. How do you avoid burnout? I use a tool like Evernote to capture ideas when I have them because typically I never get ideas in a place that's convenient to write them down. So I always have something to capture the ideas and never, ever, ever compare yourself to others because comparison is the thief of joy. Be the best you there is. Nobody is better than you at being you. Should I use a stage name? If you're a female, I would definitely consider it. Why? Because guys are creepy. Really creepy. When promoting my show, should I use an Apple link or an Android link? Neither. Send them to your website where you have links for both. You really, really, really want them to subscribe. I'm struggling with what I need to say in my very first episode. I'm not sure what it should be about. How did you decide? Don't think about a giant audience because your audience isn't giant yet. Think about that one person who needs to hear your show. What's the best thing you can tell them that's going to make them want to share your show with a friend and more importantly, subscribe to your show? And if your answer is, I don't know, then you need to do more research over who your target audience is. What is your opinion on doing an episode zero where I explain what's going to be happening in the future? I'm not a huge fan of these because they don't deliver any value now. Think about this like you're hungry. You walk into a restaurant, you go, man, I am hungry. And they go, great. We are going to make your favorite dish in an hour. 
That doesn't do anything for you now. You have to deliver value now. I'm currently using a Samson Q2U microphone. Should I upgrade to the EV RE320? Is your audience complaining about your audio quality? No. Are you happy with the sound of your voice? Yes. Then no, save your money and don't upgrade. What do you use for live streaming? StreamYard. Links in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 700. If you want to play jingles and such while you're live, check out Backpack Studio. It's an iOS app. And if you have the budget, check out the Rodecaster Pro. However, I want to point out, for many years, I did live streaming without a Rodecaster Pro. It's not a necessity. It just makes it a whole lot easier. Woo! I want to take phone callers like they do on the radio. What kind of tool can I use that has a cue for callers? The tool I've used in the past is called callinstudio.com. Keep in mind, if you have a chat room, it's really easy to get people to send you questions and feedback live with a chat room. You may not need it. If you decide to use it, you're adding a level of complexity to your live stream, and I would highly recommend you get a call screener. What's the best way to get sponsors for your podcast? Step one, build an audience. You do that by delivering value, then find a product you like and that fits your audience, and then ask them if they want to sponsor the show. My co-host and I are going to be together recording a podcast for the first time in the same room. Is it necessary to still use two mics or can we share one? When you're recording with multiple people in one room, pretend you're Oprah. You get a microphone. You get a microphone. You get a microphone. Do not have everyone huddle around a blue Yeti unless you're in a deeply treated room that has almost no room noise. You'll end up sounding like you recorded it in the bathroom or a tunnel. I'm looking to hire an editor for my podcast. What's a reasonable rate? Keep in mind here, you get what you pay for. You can get people that do it very cheap, but you might be up against a language barrier. Steve Stewart at stevestewart.me has a group of editors. Typically, it's around $100 an episode. Keep in mind that Uncle Sam is going to keep $30 of that for that person. The cheapest company I know of is Podcast Press. They charge $60 for one episode or $160 for four. Should I send my podcast to YouTube? It's free and it might grow your audience. So I say, yeah. Now, if you already have a YouTube channel with videos, I would recommend making a new channel that will have your audio only videos. Should I launch a crowdfunding campaign like Patreon for my podcast? If you have an engaged audience that is asking you to, Absolutely. Just keep in mind that if you're not sure and you start a Patreon account, make sure that your rewards are rewarding to your audience, not you. Like, hey, if you give me money, I'll buy a new uh, mixer. Uh oh. That really doesn't benefit them a whole lot unless your podcast sounds horrible. So keep in mind, only 3% of your audience is going to sign up. And according to Patreon, the average patronage is $7 a month. So if you're getting 150 downloads per episode, that equals $42 a month. Can I use copyrighted music in my podcast if it's less than 10 seconds long? No, as in N-O, as in nope, uh uh-uh, can't do it. If you don't have permission of the songwriter, the song performer, and whoever owns the mechanical rights, which is typically the record label, no, you cannot play that music in your show. It also makes no difference how much money you make or do not make with your podcast. Nope, uh uh-uh, nope, can't do it, sorry, nope, not, don't do it. Too bad. How do I upload my episodes to Apple? Technically, you don't upload anything to Apple. Apple simply reflects 
whatever is in your RSS feed, which is typically provided by your media host. I want to rebrand my podcast. Do I need to start over from scratch? You don't want to do that because you'll lose your current audience. Instead, go into whatever you're using to make your RSS feed, update your artwork, making sure it meets Apple specs and change the name and your changes should appear within 24 hours. I also recommend when changing your artwork, use a different file name. So if the file was logo.jpg, make it something like logo2.jpg. Should I join a podcast network? If you can keep your audience, if you decide to leave later, and there is proof that joining the network may actually boost your downloads, it sounds like there's no downside. And if it's not an absolutely heck yeah, then I would say uh, no. I need a web designer. Check out Mark over at podcastbranding.co. I need someone to design my podcast artwork. Again, check out podcastbranding.co. You can also, if you are on a budget, check out Kappa 99. Stay away from Fiverr, though. There are a lot of people on Fiverr that are very dishonest when it comes to artwork. I need voiceover work. The ladies at the top of the show are done by Music Radio Creative. Or you can check out my buddy Wayne Henderson over at MediaVoiceOvers.com. Is starting a podcast hard? No, starting a good podcast is hard. How do I get my show to rank higher in Apple Podcasts? First of all, be glad that it can be found at all. But the key to that is to get more downloads and get more subscribers. I would also take a good, hard look at your headlines. Who do you use as a web host? In the past, I've used SiteGround. I currently have a GoDaddy reseller at CoolerWebsites.com. Do I actually need a website? Yes. If nothing else, when you say subscribe to the show, go to my website. That is so much better than telling them, go find me in Apple Podcasts, go find me in Spotify, because in many cases, your audience can't. What are your thoughts on audiograms? I think those only work if you are growing your social audience, as typically an audiogram just alerts your current social audience of a new episode. And at that point, they go into whatever app they already use to listen to your podcast. So if your social isn't growing, then the audiograms are only alerting people who already listen to your show. And currently, this is just my opinion based on conversations I've had with other social media gurus. What do you use to handle your marketing? I just switched to Social B for my social posting. I recently switched to SendFox for my email. I use uh, Canva for my images and graphics. And just for the record, SendFox is an email client. They're brand new. They don't have as many features as some of the other things. I used to have ConvertKit. But if you're just sending a few emails, you just need a couple landing pages and some autoresponders, it works great for that. And I got it on AppSumo for a lifetime deal. What is your favorite SEO tools? I love the Yoast plugin for WordPress and I love Ubersuggest. And again, links to all this stuff out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 700. What do you use to listen to podcasts? On my iPhone, I use Overcast. You will pry it from my cold, dead hands. If I was using an Android, I hear Pocket Cast is good as well. What separates a media? podcast from a great one. I always say you need to make your audience laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. Preferably, if you can do more than one of those at the same time, you are golden. Also, you need audio quality that is not distracting. Should I do seasons for my podcast? Seasons are great for people who want to do a series of episodes based on a topic. For example, the show Serial had three seasons and each season took a deep dive into one single subject. Some podcasts do seasons so they can take time off. 
I'm not sure how I feel about that. Just record a bunch ahead of time and schedule them out. I have one podcast. I'm thinking of starting another one. Is that a good idea? Probably not. Keep in mind that even though starting a podcast, the second one and the third and the fourth will be much quicker because you know what you're doing. You still have to create great content and there's only 24 hours in a day and you still have to promote that content and there's only 24 hours in a day and you still have family and friends and other priorities and there's only 24 hours in the day. I would recommend making one really, really, really good podcast. I'm kind of tired of doing the one podcast I have. How do you quit a podcast? You create an episode that says, thanks so much for listening. I'm going to stop doing this podcast. If you if you're starting a new podcast, be sure to point your audience at the new podcast, but basically just say thank you. And what are they going to do? Stop not paying you? What's the best way to take a break? What if I don't want to quit? I just need a break. Life happens. I get it. So what you need to do here is let your audience know that you're going on a break starting on a certain date and that you'll be back on a certain date. And then just make sure that you come back on that date, even if even if it's to say, Hey, I'm going to extend the break another month. I will be back on this date. You do not want your audience going, I wonder where they went, because they will find somebody else to listen to, which they might do anyway. But at least if you keep them in the the loop, they know you didn't die and they know you're coming back. Oops, I didn't do that. I just kind of pod faded. I haven't put out an episode in eight months. How do I come back? Don't overthink this. The same way you come back from a hiatus is the same way you start a podcast. You press record and you publish. Try not to make a big deal about it and point out the fact that, hey, I'm so sorry it was gone. Because remember, part of your audience is going to hear this many, many, many months later and they will have no idea you are gone at all. Should I do a solo show or an interview show, I can't decide which one. Remember, you're in complete control of your podcast. Do both. When you do a solo show, you increase your influence with your current audience. When you do an interview show, you increase your network by getting to know different guests. How do I get more downloads? In a nutshell, it boils down to this. You have to identify who your target audience is, determine what content they want to hear, Create content that's going to inspire them to tell a friend. In other words, you know, it's good. Go to where that target audience is, make friends with them, bring value to every conversation and listen, listen, listen for ideas for future episodes. And then, and only then, tell them about your show. No, seriously, how do I get more downloads? Right now, the majority of people are finding new podcasts because one of their friends told them about it. It's word of mouth. So make sure you have an easy way to share your show on your website. I like social warfare plugin. It's great. And also it helps if you make content that inspires your audience to tell a friend. How do I start a podcast and quit my job in six weeks? Stop it. Just stop it. If you could only pick one podcast to listen to, what would it be? Funny you should ask that. That's the question of the month. I need your answer by December 27th, 2019. For more information, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Well, that was fun. Nothing like being fed with a fire hose. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you found value. It's fun to break the format every now and then. 700 episodes. Wow. It went quick, believe it or not. It's uh, some of it's 
kind of a blur. And I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you see that at my core, I really love helping people. That's why I do this. I've never once in 700 episodes thought, I think I'm done with the school of podcasting. That's just something because I hear what you're going to tell me in a couple months after you start your podcast and you go, Dave, you know how you said podcasting would change my life. You're not going to believe this. And what's fun about that. When I hear that, I always do. I had this, I got to talk to so-and-so I got to do this. Somebody said, Hey, do you want to do this? And I went, yeah, last week, School of podcasting.com slash six nine nine. I talked with Clay Groves. His entire life is a walking because of my podcast story. And now the guy actually is on the radio. And I want to help you with your podcast. I really do want to be your podcast consultant. Check it out. School of podcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. That's L I S T E N E R. Let's get this going. Because the best time to start a podcast was back in 2004. The second best time is right now, and I really want to help you. You might be asking yourself, am I too late? Well, I'm going to answer that question and more next week. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe and never miss another episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Being that it's uh, almost Christmas as I record this, let's give this a shot. that like that because that wasn't perfect and sometimes not perfect is still good enough